What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. A note to the listener. The following story contains some adult content and language. At the close of our first episode, Hank Briggs was visited by an anonymous man. This man wanted to hire Hank to unearth something the detectives at the LAPD had failed to determine for over a year. Who killed the Angel of Vine? On this episode, we will get to know much more about this not-so-mysterious individual and be able to answer at least part of the question. What made Hank Briggs the guy for the job? From Vox Populi and the Los Angeles Herald, this is The Angel of Vine. I'm in here, not going anywhere. Yeah, how can I help you? Hank Briggs. That's what it says on the door. May I sit? Well, that's what it's there for. You come highly recommended, Mr. Briggs. Oh, yeah? Erwin was especially pleased with your discretion. <laughs> Erwin. You don't strike me as a Hollywood type. I'd like you to help me find someone. Now, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific. Mr. Briggs, I want you to help me find whoever killed Marlene Marie Evans. Who are you? My name is Samuel Tench, Mr. Briggs. You're going to make me work for it, aren't you? Okay, pal. Mr. Tench, Samuel. What do you do? Where are you from? What's your favorite drink? Why me? Which of the questions would you like answered first, Mr. Briggs? Well, I don't know. Answer them in any order you like. Look, I got things to do, pal. Forgive me if I don't have time for 20 questions. 
My apologies, Mr. Briggs. I didn't mean to give you the impression that I was here merely to waste your time. Ah, uh, as stated, my name is Samuel Tench. I am an artist. You may know some of my work, you may not. That is of no concern to me. I am from many places, but I live in Los Angeles. I am partial to a dry Gibson, but if it would make you feel more comfortable, I am also quite fond of a tumbler of scotch neat with water back. I was kidding about the drink part. No, you weren't. Why me? As I mentioned, you were recommended by Irwin. And how do you two know each other? Do you interrogate all of your prospective clients, Mr. Briggs, or have I done something to offend you? No, no offense. It's just not often that someone comes through that door asking me for the impossible. Don't sell yourself so short, Mr. Briggs. Irwin has commissioned a few paintings from me through the years. We ran into each other at the Fountain Coffee Room, and I said I was in the market for a private investigator. He said you'd be able to assist me. Solving a murder. I didn't divulge what the purposes of my hiring you would be for. Sorry, Mr. Tench, but I still don't understand how I can be of help to you. Mr. Briggs, this may surprise you, but in what little I know of your background, you strike me in very much the same way as Pablo Picasso. <laughs> well, that's a new one. You were a police officer in the same way that Picasso began as a formerly trained artist. But at the point where instinct and the creative mind took over, his genius emerged. He began to experiment with different theories and ideas, influences and techniques. It's safe to say that through his artistic evolution, from cubist to neoclassical to surrealist, his instincts surely must have evolved as well. So you think I'm a genius? I think you have the same capacity for creativity, Mr. Briggs, the same instincts. I'm sure I don't need to tell you all of this. No. Mr. Briggs, my point is that the rules haven't managed to obtain anything new. You were trained to know how to play by the rules, but you also know how to break them. How to read between the lines, as the saying goes. Is that a fact? Mr. Briggs, how did you discover that the man Erwin Fogelman's wife was having an affair with was his financial advisor? I thought you don't divulge information. I don't, but I have no control over what comes out of other people's mouths. Did your discovery of the identity of her lover come from good old-fashioned police work? Now who's doing the interrogating? I'm merely making my point. I think that your expectations of what I can obtain may be a tad unrealistic. I don't think so. A majority of the inhabitants of this city don't talk to the police, Mr. Briggs. They hide from them. However, someone has yourself who has the techniques and the instincts required to gather information poses absolutely zero threat to said inhabitants. Would you mind? Not at all. But I don't have any water, though. I'll make do. You see, Mr. Briggs, you can ask questions that a member of the Los Angeles Police Department cannot ask. You can ask very ugly questions to very ugly people and in very ugly ways without breaking any laws, of course. <laughs> and my guess is that without a badge or a grudge or a uniform, these ugly people will bestow upon you answers containing viable, helpful, and hopefully useful information. I'm certainly not hiring you to bring anyone to justice. What? What do you mean? Well, nothing more than chasing information. So wait. You want me to find out who killed the Angel of Vine and then just what? Say, 
Hello, why'd you do it? No, Mr. Briggs, I would like it very much if the person who killed Marlene was caught. But as you are no longer an officer of the law, I am merely stating that person won't be you. So you see, my expectations are quite grounded in reality after all. What's this? That is my offer per week for your services. This is $1,250 a week. Yes. That's a, that's a lot of money. It is. If you prefer, I can pay you in the amount of $10,000 up front. Either way, you will receive an additional $10,000 when your work is done. $20,000? When you solve the case, yes. Jesus, that's a lot of money. Yes. <clears throat> a weekly is fine. Um, <clears throat> an artist, huh? <laughs> a paint and canvas, Mr. Briggs. Shit. To paint canvas. The conversation goes on from there, and, and we'll come back to it. But I want to stop here for a couple minutes to talk about Samuel Tench. First off, yes, that is contemporary artist Samuel Tench. You may not recognize the name, but you would definitely recognize a painting or two of his. Amidst Hank's things, Beth found the very piece of paper that we heard Tench hand to Hank. It's a piece of light yellow stationery with the powder blue letterhead ST. On it is written, Hank Briggs Detective Agency, $1,250 PW, that's per week, for services rendered. And at the bottom is an actual Samuel Tench signature. A little background for those who may be unfamiliar. Samuel Tench was born in Paris into quite an artistic family. His mother, Liliana, was a very well-known dancer and stage performer. She toured throughout Europe, which is how she met Samuel's father, André, a theater owner in the 9th arrondissement during the height of La Belle Epoque. The First World War began a few years after Samuel was born. And by the time Parisians adjusted to the German bombardment, André had reopened the theater and Liliana was once again performing nightly. This left Samuel in the custody of a menagerie of caregivers, as he refers to it in his autobiography. One dancer in particular by the name of Genevieve, whom he regards quite fondly as gifting him with the very first materials with which to express himself. By the age of 13, it was evident that he had an incredible gift. At the age of 17, with the support of his parents, and a little promotion, of course, Samuel Tench held his very first exhibition in the neighborhood of Montparnasse, where every single one of his paintings sold. Without going into the entirety of Tench's backstory, it is clear that he had one eye on his work and the other eye on the rise of Nazism in Germany. Having already lived through one war, he wasn't eager to wait out the possibility of a second. In the spring before Samuel left Paris, he narrowly survived a fire that consumed half of his parents' theater. Genevieve was one of 12 people who died in the flames. His final painting on European soil depicts a tattered pair of dark stockings under the scorched brim of a top hat. The silhouette in the background is presumed to be Tench as he exits through the doorway. The painting is appropriately named The Agony. Flash forward to Los Angeles, where Tench found himself drawn to a community of artists such as Philip Gustin and Ruben Kadish, 
As a result, his early work in the U.S. is very politically charged and almost industrial in nature. Around the time Gustin moved to New York, Tench's paintings became more and more colorful, large canvases, explosive with elaborate brush strokes. But most notable are his abstract portraitures in watercolor and acrylic. Those are closer to what you would expect. If I showed you one of those, you'd say, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that painting. So that is who Samuel Tench was. But as far as we're concerned, who he is now is Hank Briggs' employer. Just out of curiosity, why this case? Mr. Briggs, have you ever been to the Plaza Art Center? On Oliveira, right? Yeah, it's just up from Little Joe's on College Street. You a baseball fan? I gather you're not much of a baseball fan, are you? No. It doesn't matter. Sorry, yeah. Plaza Art Center. No, I've never been. A Mexican muralist by the name of David Alfaro Siqueiros created a fresco entitled America Tropical, or La America Tropical. Never seen it. And I'm afraid you won't. Sorry? Siqueiros was hired to paint someone else's idea of a docile and romantic fictional Mexico that Los Angeles would be comfortable with. What they wanted was an illusion. What he gave them was brazen honesty. The crucifixion of an Indian peon being attacked by an American eagle. It sparked outrage. And so, they whitewashed the wall to create an illusion that honesty can be easily forgotten. I'm not following. I don't want Marlene Marie Evans to be forgotten, Mr. Briggs. She was an innocent. And what honesty she found, so brutal in its act, that she was made famous... Only to be forgotten. Every story should have an ending, Mr. Briggs, don't you think? Mm -hmm. I'm glad you understand. Where will you begin to look? Most likely wherever the investigation came to a halt. Do you still have access to that information? I will. Is Montgomery Palmer going to be a problem? Shouldn't be. Good. I don't need to know any more than that. Good. Because I wasn't going to tell you any more than that. Well, Mr. Briggs, I shall take my leave of you. It has been a pleasure. It sure has. Thank you for taking on this responsibility. We will be in contact. Sure will. Holy shit. Dottie, it's Hank. Can you do me a favor? Yeah, can you have Ed call me as soon as he gets in? Yeah. No, everything's fine. Just, I just need to run something by him. She's good. Yeah, she, she, she's good. Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Okay. All right, thanks, Dottie. Good. 
good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There is only one reason for Samuel Tench to have mentioned the name Montgomery Palmer, or I should say, Captain Montgomery Palmer. He was worried. Even if you can't hear it in his voice, which you can't, for the briefest of moments, he's worried that from an investigative standpoint, Hank's strained relationship with the LAPD might render him impotent. Why Montgomery Palmer? Why not any other member of the force? Well, at that time, Montgomery Palmer was the face of the Angel of Vine investigation. He protected information at all costs. If there were any obvious setbacks, he was more than happy to blame them on the interference of the press and their lack of discretion. So, as far as any inside information pertaining to the case, Montgomery sure as hell wasn't going to approve of Hank's involvement. Side note. Through all of this digging, the one difficulty I've had with Hank's recordings is that they're not dated. So while I have figured out a general timeline, the following conversation with Ed could have been days, even weeks, after tension. Just give me a minute. Don't give me that minute nonsense, Edward Hess. I promise it won't take a minute. When it gets cold, you can hit it up yourself. Evening, Dottie. Evening, Hank. I won't keep him long. Uh-huh. What you got for me, partner? What, that's it? Hey, tell me you're not recording this. Ed, come on. 
and that's where the recording cuts out. But a few seconds later, it starts up again. There's no indication of how much time passes or how much of the conversation is missed. All I know is that Hank didn't tell Ed. That's the gist. How can nobody know where she was that night? Not one person who was interviewed knew. You'll see for yourself. How can this be all of it? It's so thin. Everything else is all bogus leads and confessions. Well, can you give me any of those? Hank, none of them checked out. Any co-workers? The receptionist, nursing staff, even the security guard, they all mentioned that she mainly kept to herself. And that she was seen once or twice with Dr. Harrison. And that's all in this one. He was cleared, Hank. That's a damn shame, too. The only viable suspect and his alibi checks out? Still, I gotta go through all of it. Autopsy. It's in there with the Perkins report. Don't you have an office? What about family? No boyfriends, no ex-boyfriends. All back in Idaho. I told you, man, there's no one new. You're gonna be chasing your tail, man. I'm telling you. Then at least I'm getting paid for it. And that man is either crazy or has a very interesting sense of humor. My money's on a little bit of both. Hey, Ed. Yeah? I promise I'll get these back to you just as soon as I'm finished with them. No rush, partner. Nobody's gonna miss them. Hey, what about this uh, roommate of hers, Gladys Spritz? Well, there's a hell of a name, huh? Go home, Hank. Pritz, Pritz, Pritz. Gladys Pritz said she didn't know much. Marlene never left a room at night. Come on, there's plenty I know about people I wish I didn't, and I don't live with them. Probably too late now, huh? Nah, tomorrow, tomorrow, bright and early. I don't know why Hank risked putting Ed in jeopardy by recording the exchange. Maybe force of habit? Insurance? For what, though? I can't say. But he did forget to turn it off as he drove away, and all that remains until the tape runs out are the rare, uneventful sounds of the Los Angeles city streets at night. Whether it was the very next morning or a morning soon after that, Hank didn't waste any time. All these years, I still don't understand these half numbers. How could someone have a half of an address? Eleven twenty-nine. Eleven twenty-seven. No. This has got to be eleven thirty-three. Excuse me. Yep. This eleven thirty-three. That's the one. No number? On the curb. Oh, right. Thanks. Sure thing, mister. Christ, what a nice one. Hey, where the hell's the front door to this place? Around the side. That's new. Front door around the side? Thanks again. Shit. Let's this thing stay up. I don't get it. You live on Earth. Why pretend you live in outer space? I don't get it. It's like living next door to the norms. Fun fact. The outer space motif of the building that Hank's referring to came to be known as a dingbat. Imagine a two-story stucco shoebox with no visible doors, carport on the ground floor with the apartments above it. In some cases, instead of numbers, dingbats showcased their elaborate names. Names like the Hillside Manor, Hollywood Royale, Hawaiian Palms, or my personal favorite, Tiara. 
Some added starburst decorations, similar to the famous Las Vegas sign, uh, any dry cleaner your grandparents may have frequented, or a car wash or two. Norm's Restaurant is a 24-hour Los Angeles staple in the same style. So why am I telling you this? Simple answer. I didn't expect to fall down a rabbit hole of architectural research because of Hank Briggs. Yeah? Gladys Pritz? Depends. Gladys, my name's Hank Briggs. I'm a private investigator. You got the wrong address, Dick. It'll only take a minute. Unless you're gonna propose, I got nothing here to investigate. It's about Marlene Marie Evans. Let me get decent. I played the rest of this interview for you in the last episode, but I want to revisit one part of it for just a second. Remember that Hank is only in front of Gladys because he had a hunch. Six nights a week. Even Jane Mansfield took a night off from addiction. Look, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Gladys, don't look over there. There's no one over there. What aren't you telling me, Gladys? Nothing. Look me in the eyes. Nothing. Look me in the eyes and tell me that Marlene worked part-time at a doctor's office during the day and was home every night in her room, but you never saw each other? She didn't want her parents to know. What? She didn't want her parents to know. Didn't want her parents to know what, Gladys? She started working nights as a cocktail waitress. Where? Ciro's. And from that hunch... Hank Briggs uncovered the first new lead in over a year in an unsolvable case. It was a name. The name of a place. A place where no one knew Marlene Marie Evans had worked. The Angel of Vine is a podcast produced by Vox Populi on behalf of the Los Angeles Herald. Thank you for listening to The Angel of Vine. If you'd like to support us, please leave us a review and tell your friends to subscribe. The Angel of Vine is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all major podcast apps. If you can't wait for the next episode of The Angel of Vine, episodes four and five are available right now exclusively on Stitcher Premium, as well as Angel of Vine bonus episodes, extended episodes, and ad-free episodes. Go to stitcherpremium.com angel and use promo code angel to get your first month of Stitcher Premium free. The Angel of Vine is directed by E. Ryan Martz, written by Oliver Vaquer. Story by E. Ryan Martz, Jason Zumwalt, and Oliver Vaquer. Sound designed by Joel Robbie and Matt Tamarello. Produced by Vox Populi in association with Forever Dog Podcast Network. This episode's performance is by Joe Manganello, Alan Tudyk, Mike Coulter, Cree Summer, Matthew Mercer, Rebecca Field, and Oliver Vaquer. Angel Eyes is performed by Desi Dennis Dillon. Piano and arrangement by James Harper. Composed by Matt Dennis. Lyrics by Earl Brent. From downtown Los Angeles, this has been The Angel of Vine. You'll hear more from us soon. Excuse me.
School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.